This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. How did that happen so quick? It's 545. My name is John. There's Brady. Brett, Big Dick Toledo. This is the morning sickness. And off and running we go. And, well, you know, what is kind of a... You never got to experience it, really. Uh, a day that uh, used to live as an annual kind of look forward. We had a, a great moment. This was MILF Day uh, back in the olden times. Back before Me Too and political correctness and everything else started to permeate so heavily that you started to think to yourself, is that something we should be doing? I hate this world. I do, too. MILF was fun. We had a couple of MILF years that were ridiculously stupid. Like, the girls showed up and the planets aligned and we got... Some of the dopiest human beings got in one room. some good crazy. We got some great crazy. One year, all the crazy showed up one year. Just all of it. And uh, then, you know, and people, always, I got an email from a guy. I was like, I hate that MILF doesn't happen anymore. You guys got screwed. And let me be clear once again, as I probably have to year in and year out as people still remember the old MILF contest. I'm the one who said no more to this. Uh, as much as it was uh, suggested we never were told by our bosses that we could not do it. The day the MILF contest died was the day uh, that a memo had to go out to the rest of the staff saying, if you're uncomfortable with the contest, you're allowed to not come into work. You don't have to be in the building. And, uh, and that'll, that'll show you know everybody how many people are and are not comfortable. I'm like, well, you're giving everybody a free day off. doesn't affect vacation or sick days. And nobody's coming. Even Doug, who was a huge fan of the MILF contest, like, if I get the day off, I'm doing it. <laughs> so it would, it would have appeared that the entire building was uh, opposed to it. So when that memo was penned up and we started, I'm like, all right, that was the last. I'm like, this is the last year we can do this. This is First off, 
it was going to bleed over and somebody was going to get quietly upset. And then what, what's the point? So it became it became a decision that I had to make. And I told only I remember, takes one or two people. Uh, honestly, I remember uh, like you know, the, most of the people like remember the birth of their first child very clearly. I remember the day Trip was like, "It's up to you." And I'm like, "I get it. All right, we'll stop." And we stopped, and it hasn't come back. And in a way, it's great because we don't have to deal with all those crazy girls who are too afraid to be strippers. Not all of them. Some were. But, uh, and some were phenomenal. Some were incredibly well-adjusted and just wanted to be winners of a contest of uh, you know that kind of power with a kid under their belt. And they'd show up and feel a little uh, great about themselves for a while. A couple of them would get bounced early, and they'd feel bad about themselves because I remember – uh, one of the girls being told she had a tail, and I had to remind the judges it's not about telling them what's wrong with them. It's just they're, they're either going to win or they're not. I'd vote for you. You look hot from the waist up, but you've also got a tail. Like there's something going on with your, your uh, tailbone. It's like, all right, guys, no, no, no. This isn't a breakdown. It was cute. It wiggled. It, it was. She was adorable. Her long floppy ears and her, her waggedy tail. It was adorable. But the milk. Beefy or what? I mean, come on. Yeah, well, wait, I, like she, she, she barked something at us. I don't remember what it was. But no, there was a. Uh, there's been a few. And then we had the most fun ever with John. Think of it this year. Probably would have been Carlos Mencia. Oh, Would have helped man. us judge it. Yeah. Oh, he would have been all in. Yeah. And uh, we could have had all sorts of fun with that. Or Tony. Imagine yeah, or Tony it. Hinchcliffe would have just been oh. e- evil. Would have been awesome. <laughs> I hope there was no Asian contestant because, you know. But we been. had Bert. We had John Lovitz. Bert Kreischer. John Lovitz. I mean, Heather McDonald. Caliendo. Caliendo helped us. Well, he didn't do much. He looked yeah. little, I was all gonna he say, said, I can't see him doing that. He was terrible oh, at it. All he kept he, saying was, uh, I love my wife. I love my wife. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, you're not having sex with these girls over and over. It's like, I, I know. I just can't say I like any of them. The greatest thing after that was after he did it, he kept on saying, I love my wife and stuff. Wife texts us and says, I want to do it mm-hmm. next year. <laughs> and then Michelle was motivated to try it. I'm going to get in great shape and I'm going to come in there and I'm going to be one. Yeah. It was an opportunity to, to, to tell women that after they have kids, uh, they're not completely incapable of being hot. But it always turned into the same emails. It's like, oh, sure, a 25-year-old girl won. Her body's elastic. Wouldn't you give a MILF? A real MILF is like 40. And I'm like, look. I'm 36 and I got 11 kids and I look great. My argument has always been the same. A girl who's 20 hasn't had as much time to get back in shape as a girl who's 35. If you're 35 and you've got like an 11-year-old or whatever, and you're still complaining that the baby did it to you, you've had 11 years to knock that out. It's not the baby's fault after about two years. I've got, I'm 38 and I've got two kids. Yeah, but your kids are 18 and 14. It's not their fault. Your body looks like garbage. It's just not. You don't know. Yeah, well, evidently, I I guess I don't understand time plus effort plus results. I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. But a 22-year-old that looks good again, sure, they can bounce back fast. But they have to actually do some of the work. Some of them are like, 22, I've got four kids. I'm like, shh. It should be blown up. This should be a dizzy. Your, your vagina should look like a joke cigar, and your stomach should look like a road atlas. Nope. But it all came and it all went, and it's uh, it's kind of a bittersweet day. It's it's both. It's I miss it, and also carrot I finger. Just don't miss it. Carrot finger was not uh, milf. She was, oh, that's she was right. in the uh, the. That we didn't ever see her face because that was the uh, World Cup. It was Cups. an entry. All World right, Cups. explain. Oh, okay. I don't know World, World Cups was when we did a thing where it was just uh, boobs from around the world. So you'd send All us right. your name and your nationality when the World Cup was like played but four World Cups ago. And they would send a picture of their boobs with some sort of a like whatever country they represent. And then we would put them in 
a bracket tournament and have a vote. One of the girls had a finger that looked like a carrot. It was not orange, but it was gigantic, and it went to a perfect point. Like E.T. type thing? Yes, it was huge. It, yeah, but it was just – it was real thick at the base, and then it's, it got thin at the top. And I'm like, carrot fingers can't win because she's pointing to her boobs. I'm like, I can't get past the carrot that, it, it was stained by a smoke. Yeah, and it, had, uh, it was the wrong color. of It wasn't human skin color, but carrot finger wasn't. I think she represented Italy, to be honest with you. I'm uh, not kidding about that either. <laughs> but she had a huge diddling finger, and we figured it was just down in the muck all the time, so it, it never really saw daylight. <laughs> And turn some weird grayish. You see some green leaves coming yeah, out of the top. You had to pull it out of the dirt. Yeah, that was a different contest. That was World Cups. I cross them over. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Well, Brady, you got confused masturbating. Sometimes you don't know if it's a Chinese crying girl or a Japanese crying girl that you finished to last night, but it's still pouring up. So to the people who are emailing about the MILF thing and all that, yeah, we miss it too, but also we don't because, wow, it's uh, it was a lot. It was an undertaking to wrangle all those chicks and uh, have them. The weirdest thing was having them get along. They all had to stay in the same kind of green room and hang out together, and having them kind of get along was brutal. There's been Any a couple of – uh, Yeah, there were a couple of uh, girls who weren't real happy with other girls being there, and they were – but we'd, we'd shuttle them out so fast. As we'd eliminate them, they'd just go. Some would hang around. But uh, there were a couple times when one of the contestants would come in and go, that one girl is just ruining everything. And I'm like, oh, boy. Girls in a room together in bikinis uh, – battling for who's hottest sounds terrible this is uh, <laughs> this is not going to be any fun some great friendships developed maybe i wonder if there are any milf pals like they stayed milf pals i don't know anyway maybe two. happy mother's day everybody and you if you're a mom you can still be hot you just have to give it an effort you just and i had a you know the one lady well dad bods everybody says those are hot how come mom bods aren't I'm like i don't know i'm not the one saying dad bods are hot you are so if you make it a hot thing, that's your standard. If you want to deal with I, I, I don't think dad bods are hot because I'm not into dads. So that's women. Women do that. Well, why don't you do that for us? Because we don't think it's hot. Bring it over to Neander Mark and then they yeah. got all the dad bods listening to them. Can you imagine sitting in a room of guys going, man, what I really like is a mom bod. <laughs> like, it would be weird, but women are, you guys like it somehow. And I know you don't really because Bridgerton had no dad bods in it. Everybody's ripped. But the difference between guys and girls is we look at the screen and go, that guy puts in a whole lot more effort than I do. That's why he looks like that. Oh, well. And she's all fake and manufactured. Speaking of fake and manufactured, this Danica Patrick story Brady was looking at before, but like a week and a half ago, she's she's talking about how she got rid of her breast implants. Well, now she's really no good. <laughs> you should see the well, picture. That's her new take. <laughs> well, prior to that, though, she said that she was feeling sick. And I've heard that before. If they've been in there for a long time, but your, your health starts getting weird and you start – feeling bad and she's 40 41 or whatever she is now and she's like so she had him torn out and she said immediately i look different i feel better and whatever and now it's a whole crusade on her that was what she said initially it's like that's why i got him taken out and now it's like you don't need boobs to be perfect it's like pressured in this world look you gotta stop blaming the outside world for your decisions you still made the choice and by the way danica patrick all you had to do was try harder at being a good driver you if you ask me Got into a pattern of wanting to be a supermodel as much as you wanted to be a good driver. And uh, they kind of started to get in the way of each other. I remember you doing a lot of bikini shots, a lot of I'm sexy go daddy videos, a lot of that. Didn't seem like there's a whole hell of a lot of focus on the I'm a great NASCAR driver and that's all I want to be. 
It seemed like you were really into the whole idea of people thinking you were hot. I think that's why you put the boobs in. If that's to her, I would have done the same thing. She almost, right. she was almost about to get like giant contracts for her looks. But she wasn't a good, she didn't do anything substantial in driving outside of being a woman. She was She okay. had uh, some amazing sponsors in our race. Incredible sponsors. Yeah. But she tried real hard to be sexy above being great at her job. She was kind of a, you know, identity politics girl for NASCAR. I was like, look, a girl driver. And she's not hideous. She wasn't the only girl driver, by the way. Yeah. The other ugly ones never got the attention she got. And she put boobs in because then she could probably get more money for her bikini shots. And I hate when it's all about, you know, political correctness or beautifulness or, you know, the woke world. You put boobs in because you thought it was going to make you more money. Don't start saying it was outside pressure or anything else. You were doing it for your own money. You she, wanted a bigger she, contract. Yes, which that's is exactly it. what I would have done, And that's too. exactly what I, she just got. Just own it. Just own she, it. Absolutely. So I put them in because it was going at the time, it was the most lucrative thing I could do. Right. I don't feel good anymore. Something about them changed. I don't want them anymore. Okay. I would, I would appreciate it. But don't start telling me it was because the pressure from the outside world makes you feel like you have to be beautiful. You were pretty enough to get contracts, and you tried to accentuate that. Don't lie to us. Don't do that garbage. That's crazy. Pressure from the outside world. Barbie made me do it. No, you decided in the end that it was you. Pressure is from the outside. Everybody's got. She pressure. did say, you know, for her, it. She thought it would make her feel more happy, which it. I think it did at first. I think it did because the house and the bank account, yeah. the doors that it opened, it wasn't just because of the boobs. And Aaron Rodgers. She exactly. Well, that part probably sucked. <laughs> I do feel bad for her for that. That was the best extraction in her life. Was getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. She should have kept the boobs. Kept the boobs and got rid of Rodgers a long time ago. But yeah, I mean, you. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. It wasn't just the boobs. You were playing the idea that I'm a sex kitten. I am a I am a uh, a woman to look at. That was what I saw. Maximize that 15 minutes. Damn right. Yeah. And now say you did it. I'm tired of people acting like that. You know, oh, I hated it. I hated every second of the boobs I put in. I was depressed and had to put boobs in. Okay. Why'd you do it? Oh, outside pressures. The world made me. No, they didn't. The world didn't force you down onto that table and say put in. Uh, 750 cc's of triple k's nobody said that you did it if she feels that bad then give back the money just give back all the money yeah. you made off them cans because you didn't picture. make it racing <laughs> that's right <laughs> vesley's right give back your can money and you know what it does it makes like uh i don't know it's it's a it's like a, a civil war with women because some girls love the fact that they that it that boobs did make them feel more feminine that did make them feel better we never hear that story of a girl who was like flat chested and like, God, I don't feel like a woman. And she put breast implants and it made her happy because it's like now I've got curves. Where, where are those stories? It's always the story about how outside pressure from men ruined some woman's brain. And she, No, there's plenty of girls who got boobs put in. And I mean, it is everywhere. There's probably more fake boobs than real boobs now. And I think most women are really, really happy with them. As happy as a woman can be. I'm happy with them. <laughs> I think they're great. <laughs> Got no problem with it. Good for you. We're not going to put that kind of pressure on you. If you put them in there, good on you. 
If you didn't have them either and you've got a great personality, it didn't matter. But if it made you feel – where are the women telling stories like, if it wasn't for these boobs, man, oh, man, I'd be nothing. Where's the Morganas of the world that were talented only because of their boobs? It doesn't make sense to me. Danica, you put boobs in because you wanted to be a sex symbol. It didn't take. You're a little bit mad at the world. You were a bad driver. That's not surprising. Now how are you <laughs> going to be around women that still have right. the boobs? Are you oh, going to look, oh, one my of the, gosh, yeah. they're – yeah, there's Your a mental basket case. There's almost a, a pious nature to the idea. Well, I took mine out because now I'm a real woman. It's like, well, wait a minute. She might. This might have made her happy. What about women who had breast cancer? And they, put, you know, my right. mom had that. And it's like, and the, and the first thing they say is, you know, it's going to make you feel like you're not a woman anymore. Like it's a big problem for women who have had, you know, their breasts removed or one, and they put in a a, a, a replacement. Yeah, for a while, and it makes them feel like things are okay again. For a little bit. It's not, they never go, oh, these fake boobs. The pressure from outside society. No, cancer. It's, what, what, where is that? Stop. stop. We got, what, my crusade for 2022 for the second half of it is to stop disparaging fake cans. <laughs> They're a beautiful invention for a lot of people, and it made a lot of people feel better. Sure, you might be a basket case that put them in and didn't get the attention you wanted, and now you blame Barbie dolls in the outside world. But there's tons of chicks out there. Or you went there. too big. Right. Uh, Tons of broads out there. You know, there's so many pretty girls out there who, unfortunately, were blessed with those pancake cans. Yeah. Even young girls with old girl boobs, and they get boobs put in. They feel better about who they are. That's who I want to focus on. The positive they fake boobs. They can't afford fixing the flapjacks. <laughs> right. We what about them? Go fund me. What about those girls? I kick like, in. I'm 24, and I've got flapjack cans with weird oh, nipples. That's the worst. It's a, what a shame. If they got a fastback too, that's even oh, just fastback I mean, and flapjacks. They should be on Suicide Watch, aren't there? By the way, my favorite Richard Pryor movie, Fastback and Flapjacks. That was a, <laughs> that was a, was he a race car driver and then he was a moonshine. Run- that was the best. Fast Fastback and Flapjacks was the best movie. But yeah, it's we never we never talk about the women who are happy with it. And we as guys were like afraid, like because we think we're not allowed to talk about it. Screw that. There are as there are more stories about how fake boobs made women feel like better about themselves and more feminine. Then there are the opposite. So stop it. I remember when I first moved out here. You put boobs Years in. ago. <laughs> I did, and it worked out. <laughs> you great. Um, the, the rap kind of was, oh, Phoenix is turning into L.A. Because yeah, the augmentation just started yeah. to. Thank God. Now it's pretty standard. Yeah, it's pretty standard. Here's another thing that I know why boobs will make you feel and look more feminine. There isn't a transgender out there that says, now nah, I'll just stay flat. Not a one of them. In order to feel more feminine, when you feel like you've got a woman inside of you, you go get boobs put in before you even lob your dick off. You go put boobs in. It's like this makes me feel like I'm a woman because it—that's uh, an easy decision. Yeah, right. before you butterfly and tuck, <laughs> well, you know. Look, if you're putting boobs in, you're, the butterfly and tuck some doesn't. Liquid in no, there. You're talking from a guy who doesn't want to get rid of it. <laughs> if that thing hanging off of you scared you, and you're like, I hate that thing. The the boobs are the first step of going. You're you're next, pal. It just takes a few more months to get the surgeon to do it. They go the first route. They go is to be more feminine. I have to have cans. I've never once seen a flat chested uh, trans. Never once. First thing they do is stuff a huge set. Of, so it, the argument there is it makes you feel more feminine. Now, if you're a flat-chested girl, with all the acceptance in the world of everybody has to live their true self, and you're flat-chested, it makes you feel like garbage. Go go get a set of cans at work. It's a beautiful thing. The Morning what's Sickness it? endorses this. We endorse the <laughs> hell out of this. What's, what's funny is how Everyone many guys would crying. say that, the flat-chested girl. Just, like, man, she gets some cans. She we be, say it all yeah, the time. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest yeah. as guys. We're like, man, if she had... A big set of cans. 
That would be the most beautiful. She's beautiful now. Yeah. Like Olivia Wilde. You're like, my God, can you imagine? But she's stunning without him. You can. You, you don't have to do it, though. But that's the thing. You act like you got pressure. Stop it. Stop it, Danica Patrick. And again, it goes back to my theory. If Danica Patrick's for it, I'm against it. I wonder if she's going to turn into Kelly McGillis now. Just she's going to go full old, like, I'm, yeah. like being an ugly woman is better. Oh, she gets a good beer gut. Probably. Yeah. Nobody strives to be gross. But Kelly McGillis. But Kelly did. McGillis she did. did. She, she really worked on it. She, she did it. She's like, oh. look, this is the way a real woman looks. Jesus Christ. If you tried to get on the back of Tom Cruise motorcycle, then it'd just be wheelies all over top. Yeah, like cannonball run the whole way. Just a wheelie the entire way. Yeah, I'm and she t- wasn't the she was the only one that wasn't allowed to come back and then yeah. the new top gun. Yeah, well, <laughs> there was a weight limit on the cast. Uh, we don't have enough yeah. catering in the budget. Excuse me. Yeah, Maverick, you married that. <laughs> hey, look, we got divorced after a few years. That's your ex-wife, Maverick. I it messed her up pretty bad. Your Top Gun name is Cheese. You know what? You know though. In, in fairness, to go the opposite direction of this, uh, if Top Gun was truly a beautiful movie in the beginning about love and a guy coming into his own and becoming a homosexual, because that's really what it is about. Watch Quentin Tarantino; he'll tell you about it. And it's the I had that theory when I saw it. I'm like, he's gay, right? Like he abandoned Kelly McGill. He left Kelly McGillis to go back to tell that dude. Uh, I've got your back. It's like the last line. It's like, I got your back anytime. And then he pats him on the back and they all walk out together in, in a formation of gay. Like it's his, it's his struggle with being a homosexual. Wait, Tom Skerritt wasn't the queen. It was a, no, no. Okay. Tom Skerritt represented the leaders of homosexuality. And this, <laughs> Val is, this Kilmer is was the dream. All men, nothing else. And Kelly McGillis represented heterosexuality and he was struggling on which one to go to. And in the end, he's like, I'm out. And he went over to the gay side and said, "I got you back, baby." And, and that's that why the last they call him. Movie. That's why they call him Top Gum. Top, yeah, Top, top Gum. Top, <laughs> top Bunk. Uh, yeah, he's a top. Now. Yeah. And then the the sequel should be called Power Bottom. But uh, if the if it was truly about the love of a man and a woman and Kelly McGillis, and Top Gun Two would actually be kind of beautiful if Maverick stayed with Kelly despite what she looks like now. She's not in the movie now because they're like, we can't put her in there. She's hideous. Well, that's not reality. No, it isn't reality, but it would be like, <laughs> How wow. How great would that be? That would be, be true love. It would be it like, would. it would be true love. It's like, what he a goes, statement. Yeah, what a statement it could have made and didn't. Oscar worthy. Yeah. And I don't know who Top Gun 2 is aimed at other than 54 year old women who fiddled to Tom Cruise still. Because I don't. The movie was for like 18, 19 year old girls 35 years ago. That's one of Captain Coronado's favorite movies. Oh yeah, Top Gun. Dudes not, love not, Top not the second one. I've, you know, obviously, it's dudes need yet, to go watch it again. <laughs> oh, it doesn't hold up. It's, but it when it came didn't, out, when it came out, it was it. It is the most homoerotic movie that's ever been made by a major motion picture uh, studio. It is all about his struggle with his heterosexuality. It was the Judas Priest of movies back in the day. <laughs> it is there were a lot of guys. Ridiculous. Guys went into beach volleyball, and it is ridiculous subplot of I don't know if I'm gay or not with the boys. The whole movie. The whole movie is his struggle with being gay and what represents all boy stuff and what represents the girl. These girls make me uncomfortable. Kelly McGillis wanted him. Last line of the movie, I'm pretty sure, is I've got your back or I'm, I'll be right behind you or you can have you can have my back anytime. I think Val Kilmer says it. You mean this song, this song here wasn't a... Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, but you see how happy Tom Cruise gets when he's like all oiled some- up? Topless volleyball at five foot four inches. Okay. No girls in sight. This seems great. You could be at a bar with Kelly McGillis at her prime. 
Nah. <laughs> the soundtrack master, Kenny Loggins. Top, Gun, right. Top Gun's the gayest movie that's ever made. And it is about a man's struggle with his heterosexuality. I don't care what anybody says. Watch it again with that in your head, and you're like, holy Jesus, John's right. I told my friends after, I'm like, kind of gay, don't you think? Like, that guy was gay. And at the end, it's like, he chose gay. I'm like, what are you talking about? And Quentin Tarantino, like a few years later, wrote it so beautifully. That's true, the Quentin Tarantino yeah, thing? Yeah, he wrote a thing. Yeah, it's in a movie. It's in a, it's in a movie that uh, he plays a character. I can't, re- it's, uh, can't remember the movie. But he gives a big speech about, you don't, you realize Top Gun is about a man's struggle with his heterosexuality. And I, oh, I, oh, I'm not the only one who saw that. And he gives this huge speech about it, and it's perfect. I could never put it as well as he put it. We can't play it on the air either because it's no, no, I'm just, I want to find it though. Let's see what movie it's in. It has, yeah, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's just a scene where he's at a party. It's not even like I don't even think he's like director or writer or anything. It's just him uh, talking to some people at a party. Sleep with me, I guess, was the Is movie. That was movie. Yeah. Okay, with Eric Stoltz. Yep, that's it. And he's telling the story of Top Gun. We'll, we'll play it off I'm here, a, okay. and it'll change Top Gun for you really? forever. I can't possibly do it as well as he did in that thing. I think I saw that with Stebbings, too. I saw that with my friend Mark. I don't think he liked it either. I think we both kind of walked out. I, I, like, that was really a movie about a guy turning gay, wasn't it? Man, I never Subtext. That. You have to have that. You know, and they teach you that in high school. It's like we were talking about a few weeks ago with the Ernest Hemingway and what Old Man in the Sea really meant. I got subtext in movies way before I got it in books. I'm bad at reading. I'm not very bright when it comes to reading. I don't. I just read the words and go, okay. I see, I don't see metaphors or anything like that. Movies, I can catch all that stuff. Yeah, Top Gun is super gay. It was kind of the Judas Priest of movies. You're right. It was that. This is awesome. I'm like, you realize the guy's really super. And there were a few and how people, many people signed up? So many people saw the Judas Priest thing, too. Like, there were a lot of guys back in there. You realize he's gay, right? Like, there were a bunch of guys who saw it immediately. It's the kids who used to... That small percentage of kids who didn't believe in Santa immediately, that they just saw through the ruse immediately, and they... Oh, all right. 609. Ooh. 609. Yeah. And we have a mask uh, provided to us. You have to go give it to her. Brett. I'm not giving it to her. Yep. The ski mask way. Ski mask has arrived for her 6, uh, 6 a.m. job at 609. Now out of the car, Starbucks in hand, so there was a stop-off. Great job. I am envious of Ski Mask's way. It's payday, too, so we got to get her her mask. So she can go get that check and feel okay about how she's doing it. We should have had a little bank bag and everything else. <laughs> well, the bank the bag is a necessity. <laughs> the bank bag is a necessity. We can just draw a bank bag. All right, all right. We'll make one of those. Anyway, I digress. Ski Mask interrupting the morning with her show. Arrival 10 minutes after her show started. I don't know how she's doing it. I am jealous beyond words. I cannot, you can't comprehend how hard it is for me to wake up at four in the morning and be here on time. If I knew we could just wander in whenever we wanted, you never get used to it. I would never, ever have come here on time if I knew that we could get away with that. Never. What are you going to do? Trips are going, God damn right, you will. You're going to be there on time. Anyway, Ski Mask, thank you for showing up and interrupting us. That's how we know our conversation ceased. Oh, we're talking about gay Tom Cruise? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Top Gun. Oh, yeah, that smallest percentage of people that saw that Santa Claus. Like, Megan, I'm shocked. Megan always says that. She's like, I never believed in Santa. Like, even as a little kid, like, the wow. magic never grabbed you. It didn't make sense. How could, he, how could he get to all those kids? And I'm like, how in the world did you have that question in your head? 
Like, now, the, the Easter Bunny's a different thing. I hated the Easter Bunny. He was like the devil. But Santa was like, this doesn't add up. And, and I've talked to a couple other kids. It never made sense to me. And to me, I, that makes me feel dumb because it's one simple question if you've got half a brain. Like, how does he get to all the kids? And then your mom throws magic at you, and you're like, all right. And you're dumb enough to buy it. It doesn't make any sense at all. But there was like, a, you know, like 5% of kids never bought into it. It's the same thing with, like, you know, Judas Priest. There's like 5% of the audience looking around going, you guys all know he's gay, right? Like, he's telling us over Turbo Lover, the pants, the hat. He looks Dog like every, collar. He looks like everybody at a gay pride parade. He's in leather, man. He's a, you're missing something here. You'll see. Someday you'll see. The best was seeing Sebastian Bach talk about that one time. He's like, how did we not know? Yeah, oh, we all I say mean, it yeah. now, but I didn't see it then. No, uh-uh. But friends did, and they're like, he's gay, right? I'm like, dude, it. I'll, I'll kick your ass if you say that about Halford one more time. He's the metal god. He's the metal god. He's slaying puss. <laughs> I'm your turbo lover. That Nobody would sing that about being gay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I loved how he just rolled with it. He he was he didn't well he hid it for a long time he drank his way through it yeah there's a lot of Rob Halford story that the hiding was tough Top Gun probably brought him out like if Tom Cruise can do it so can I but Dave just wrote it God damn it I love that movie Top Gun until about five minutes ago thanks guys it's now in the league with Broke Dick Mountain <laughs> it's that's less gay the gay scene in Top Gun is more gay than the the uh, the scene in the tent where he spits in his hand and bangs Jack. <laughs> It's it's equally as gay. That volleyball scene His is the name has to be Jack. It's the most homoerotic thing I've ever seen. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I mean, these dudes couldn't they couldn't have oiled each other up more and slapping into each other and smacking hands and butts. And like, this is a, he's turning gay. They're getting him. Viper and Maverick. Yeah, it was, it's, it's the gayest movie ever. And it is. It's a, actually quite a beautiful movie about a man's internal struggle with what he wants to be. But it has nothing to do with flying. That's military stuff. You can't be an extra good pilot. You're just the pilot you're trained to be. I just want to run my well, bike he, on a runway one time. Yeah. <laughs> While you're like, why am I struggling so much to bang this girl? What's going on, man? Like the reason he had that moment where he had to ride away on his bike is because he wasn't sure Kelly McGillis is what he wanted to do. Well, it back, was a confusing he, montage. He was. He was. I'm. It was his inner turmoil. Like I don't know why I don't want to love her. Well, and then, then where did he go? Twinks. Runs back to his boys. Back then, they didn't allow twinks in the military either, did they? No. That's <laughs> right. There, so there's, there's another a, twist to it. strict no twink policy. <laughs> but evidently, that door opens. Yeah, go watch Top, Top Gun again and tell me it's not a guy. I'm watching it this week. Who turns gay. It's great. Anyway, there you go. Uh, we need a wake-up song. A good one. Sorry I wrecked it. Sorry there's no MILF contest. This happens when there's no MILF contest. We talk. We ruin things that are... For years. Yeah. Uh, it's 614. There's been a couple of them that I, I can't think of. An, like, There's been another one that I remember was about some guy's inner gay struggle. Can't remember the movie now. My friend Joe Roger and I got into an argument about it. Might have been Rambo. I don't remember. Like the, that the, one was the too. How dare you? Yeah, a little bit. 
something about there's a couple lines in it might not have been my first blood no the second one rambo two or maybe rambo three no way they're trying to that. swing him over like that's why he's really that mad because he the women thing is just no not doing it so he because that happened because the one he fell in love with in the jungle got no that's got whacked. that's the, that's, the second that's much one. is that the second one? i don't remember they all kind of were there five i don't know there's a lot of rambos four or five yeah because the six. third one is where he downed the Ruskies. I thought that was yeah, the second one. That was a really bad one. I don't know. Maybe that was two. Two is two is bad. Three is – well, they're both okay for, like, action movies. But First then, Blood's great. The original First one's Blood's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Was he hiding in the woods? Doesn't mm-hmm. want anybody to know his true secret? That might be the one I'm thinking. No, that's not it. That's gay. No, that's not He came out of a cave, Look, not a closet. Oh, no, exactly. He's looking for lumberjacks. He's still in the cave. <laughs> hey, you know, I've been masturbating to Playgirl. I gotta happening. go up in the woods. Hey. I don't know what's going on. I want to no. kill all the men I see. Not Sly, not Frank, not a Stallone. Uh, uh, that was the argument I had with him, and I think it was first. But I'm like, the dude has a—he's like a fetish for little Asian guys, <laughs> and it drives him nuts because he was raised differently, and he's, his inner turmoil is that he wants. Somebody. I think it. Whichever one came out after Top Gun, it's like two or three. And I was—I think I was just egging on my. I think buddy. it was three. Cause I think it one was, was like yeah. eighty-three or eighty-four. Like, this is about a because I because I think it was the same because I think I was just egging him on because I had my Top Gun theory, and I was telling guys, you know, that one's about being gay too. It's Hollywood. That's all they're writing his movies. That all the writers are hiding being gay, and it comes out in their work. See, the second one, he went in back for the prisoners. He went back, and that's where he had the girl. By the way, uh, he kind of fell in love. Yeah, I'd rather be in a for five minutes a gay gangbang than watch The Offer. The movie about the Godfather movie. Uh, is it I'm, that bad? I, have, I haven't had a chance horrible. to catch it yet. It is. I did yesterday it's, as well. You watched known. the whole thing? I watched uh, four. Oh, there's only up to a certain yeah. amount. Yeah, I watched two. I'm going to hate watch it. Does it get better? Or is it? No. It's I can consistent. tell you right now, it's uh, not good. It, there's no story here. And, really? the, and the writing is a Wikipedia page. It's terrible. And I don't know why people are saying, like, there aren't many. I, Larry said I, it was great. I know. I'm, I'm, I went and I'm like, maybe I'm wrong, and I'm like, maybe I missed this. Maybe I'm being. Oh, I think my expectations were. I didn't know what to go into it. I didn't know much about the background of how difficult it was. I wish to make that, uh, yeah. the Godfather. But wouldn't it be great so if the I'm, offer I'm told trying you to like, that? Well, get to the. You know, yeah. it That's is. There point. are some points. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if they told you how difficult it was to make the Godfather? Because right now it's a walk in the park. There hasn't been anything that's been. You get. Uh, the, there was a shoot, and then it went away. But, oh, and man, I just over. don't know what to believe or how much of this, this is added to the story. You know, you, but you that go part back and, is secondary to it how is. terrible the script is. But I mean, is it like I don't know what you're talking awful. about, babe? Is it it's like you're, awful? Is it like you're trying to compare it to like one of the greatest movies ever, The no. Godfather? No. So okay, yeah, uh, that's I, I thought, what I thought at no. first. I I, I didn't it's have that much of a terrible adverse reaction to it. But it's it is literally there's a scene where Mario Puzo's like, I don't write very good books, and his wife goes, You need to get in there and write a good book. He goes, you're right. And then the next scene, The Godfather. I just wrote it. It's like that kind of like, next, next, So it makes next, Godfather next. 3 look good? Godfather 3 is the best movie of all time compared to this. The wow, author is damn awful. It. In the way, same way the movie There's God sometimes, is. Sometimes I get it. You have, you have to terrible. jump timelines, you know. But you how about one me, day or it's seven months later. How about. In two minutes. How um, about give me something about the people instead of. I get it. I get the chronological happenings of yeah. how this. Look, stuff, we can't go down every so no single. character building in this? None. Or? No. Zero. It's I'd rather have it awful. as a documentary. It oh, okay. is awful. And just tell the story. The only guy that's because, any good is a guy playing Robert Evans, the studio head. And he's actually nailing the impression. And it, it, but what about it's, the guy that plays Coppola? 
uh, it's he's a cartoonish, fat, uh, almost comic character. They make Coppola look like a and it's and again. There's these moments where it's like, Vic Damone, you want to be in the movie? He goes, sure, I'm in. And then like two hours later, he's like, ooh, I'm out. And they're like, oh, we'll never get this movie made. And then somebody goes, yes, we will. And they're like, yay. It's like, it's like when I told Brady, it's like when a fifth grader, like your assignment is to reenact uh, Abraham Lincoln's life. And so he goes to the encyclopedia and he's like, Abraham Lincoln was born on this date in Illinois. Then he became a senator. Then he became president. Then the Civil War happened. Then he got shot. Abraham Lincoln is one of our greatest presidents. And it's like, wow, thanks, kid. It's a fifth grade kid's report. There were some difficult times. He struggled very much with the Civil War. He wasn't sure what to do. Civil War was very heavy on his head. That's the line his mom wrote. And then he was missing. And then he went to a play. uh, And he was shot at Ford Theater on this day. And now he is dead. He is also on coins and dollars. <laughs> the end. It's terrible, Brett. You uh, will hate it. You will that's so disappointing. I don't know. Oh, uh, he no. might like how they represent his family. Yeah, well, if that's even worse, because then you start getting into that, and it's like, wow. and you're thinking, Giovanni Ribisi. I mean, it's loaded. Look, the characters and the actors aren't bad. The script is horrible. It's porn writing. They're reading lines that are written for a porn movie. You just wrecked my day. Yeah, I'm sorry. Watch it anyway, and just yeah, I will. Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish watching it because it's it's at that level of terrible where now I can hate watch it and enjoy it. It's that bad, man. Well, I can't believe people like it. Just you know what? Midway through the second one, you're like, why am I not watching The Godfather? If I'm gonna take time to watch something terrible about it, I'll just watch the greatest movie ever made. There is a point of the ones that I've seen two more than. Yeah. You, I guess there's four of them. Yeah. It's like, okay, it was made. That's enough. No right. enough about the story. Yeah. It's it's bad. And all their turmoil, we already know that it gets made. Right. So the the strife of whether or not they get the picture made is not in question. So I don't know why they keep making it seem like that's a that's a dilemma we as the viewer have to get behind. It's like, oh, maybe they're never going to make this movie. We know it got made and we know who's in it. So – it's like well, I want only Marlon Brando. Like okay, all right. Well, that was easy. You guys are you have no problems. We know you're going to get them, and it, not, nothing's been that hard so far. And then uh, then they're sitting in a car, and somebody shoots a shotgun into their window, and then that just goes away. It's like ooh, a warning shot. Anyway, back to work. You know what's great is the interior, no damage. Yeah, the so front you, window didn't get hit. I guess it was salt pelt. It must have been maybe, just or? a little BB or something. <laughs> just blew the window out. It's bad. So the offer, I give it. One out of five stars just because Man. there's a good cast. It sucks. And I don't see it ramping up out of here. It's not going to be good. Just go watch The Godfather or read the Wikipedia page. You'll get all the information you need and you won't have bad acting to give it to you. It's bad. Sorry, Brett. I wrecked it. Damn it. I want my day back yesterday. Some of it was that, and i got to tell you about what happened in the rest of it. And I'm going to light somebody on fire. You should watch a kid. You'll love yeah, it, babe. You'll love it. Well, watch Robert Evans. The kid stays in the picture. Because then you'll then you'll really appreciate how good that guy is playing Robert Evans. Because that's him. Like he's great as Robert Evans. But it, nobody knows who Robert Evans is. You have to have seen the documentary. The kid stays in the picture. You have to know. Like you have to be a Hollywood insider, basically, to know him as well as they're doing. Yeah. I, I knew him only because Bob Odenkirk, and he just redid this a couple days ago. He used to do an impression of Robert Evans. I was on the Ben Stiller show as Robert Evans was God, and Hollywood people knew. But it was just this weird kind of full of himself, arrogant guy talking about how it was no big deal to invent the things he invented it just happened it's very funny but yeah the movie's bad or the 10 hours of it stinks uh at 622 let's get a wake-up song shall we a good one
Start off what would be MILF Friday, but is not. It's 585-9800. That is the number. And you call us up and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.